not at all. The only thing I'll say is um, keep the mic close to your mouth, like real close to your mouth. Like it feels like yeah. kind of invasive, but just keep it oh, there. Oh, like that, eh? Okay, cool. I'm looking to get these mics for myself too. How are these mics? Dude, they're wicked. Yeah. My they're really nice. My buddy Seb has these and he says they're pretty legit too. Does he he has like a podcast or no 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 he just does it for Zoom calls and and, and if he comes in as a guest as a podcast so that's right. what I was thinking about doing just to because I've been getting invited quite a bit now and um, I do a lot of Zoom calls with um, with a lot of like colleagues that are uh, collaborating with me on the on the documentary mm-hmm. so I want to be able to record a lot of those too and then uh, put, you know archive them for a possibility of using them for for the documentary. Yeah, dude. So that's like the first thing I heard about you is like this documentary. Like, yeah. we're, sorry, I didn't let you know, but we're rolling. Right cool. Now. Let's go. But yeah, I can handle. But yeah, man. <laughs> um, Tell me about like the documentary. Like what's going on with that? What yeah. kind of interest you into doing that? Yeah. So um, this is a, a documentary essentially chronicling or, or documenting uh, me and the people that are helping me over the next three years to run across Canada in 2025. Mm-hmm. So the goal, I'll just kind of go over the goal and then what kind of precipitated the idea. Um, the goal is to eventually run across Canada in under six months. That's 6,000 kilometers in under six months. So that's roughly 50 kilometers a day for six months. Um, Shit. The goal is to raise a million dollars for first responders and veterans programs related to PTSD and mental health. And uh, so that's the goal. Um, now, how do we get there? Um, I have to, I'm not originally a runner, so I've been training over the last year or two. And then uh, this year and the next year, I'll be obviously training. And, um, yeah, in a nutshell, that's what the documentary is. It's going to record, uh, film and track me doing that with all the people that are supporting me and helping me. And, um, why it's, why am I doing it for mental health? Well, I'm a first responder myself and I have friends and family that are also military and first responders veterans and um i myself suffer from mental health issues uh ptsd and uh yeah i thought it was uh, a no-brainer um so how it started okay where do we start there um a couple years ago during the pandemic or at least the beginning of the pandemic i uh i was still training in jiu-jitsu and i was lifting weights quite often Mm -hmm. and um you know i was training really religiously in jiu-jitsu like four, five, six times a week. And it was competing often. And uh, the pandemic hit, so that put a pause on uh, on the training. Mm-hmm. So I, I initially, I, I was able to manage. I was, um, you know, training, working, nothing too major going on. And then, you know, went back to jiu-jitsu, it opened back up, and then eventually it stopped again. And that was kind of the breaking point for me. I was also, <laughs> during that same time, I was going through a separation and a divorce and um, I was dealing with all the fallout from that. Mm -hmm. So for me, physical activity was an outlet and um, especially jiu-jitsu because I was not only that was a physical thing, but it's also a a connection thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meeting with friends, um, I'm talking, I'm discussing things. We're just enjoying uh, a night out kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But not going out and partying, right? Yeah. So, um, that was when that happened. Um, I I'm not gonna lie, man. I broke down. It was it was tough for me, and at the time I still didn't really know what was going on in my head. Like mm-hmm. uh, I was just thought, you know, I've been grinding my whole life, working and lifting and grinding, grinding, grinding. You just kind of keep your head down and do your thing. 
so uh, when that happened, I was like, okay, well, something, something's going to give here. I need to, I need to do something. And I just had read uh, uh, Goggins' book, You Can't Hurt Me. Yeah. Dude, one of my favorites, dude. I love that one. Yeah, it's a good book. And um, full disclosure, I didn't read it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read parts of it. I audiobooked it. I didn't read any of it. <laughs> right on, man. But uh, when, I, when I read through the first part of it, a lot of it resonated with me. And, uh, you know, it's, it, and here's the reality, right? Um, Goggins and a lot of people like him aren't saying things that are too different. I mean, you know, what's the written history? Thousands of years. So it, things have been said, right? Yeah. Just matters about um, the delivery system and um, how it resonates with you. And um, people like Goggins resonate with me. Yeah. So, so um, I started running for the first time in over 20 years. Right. And um, <laughs> I hated running. I used to run in high school and I'm 44. And in high school, I was on the wrestling team. We used to run. I hated it. I was the worst even then. Yeah. Right. And uh, so anyways, I started and I started simple. I kept it easy because I wanted to be able to continue. So I um, I only did three times a week, 5K, you know, kept it simple for me. And my times weren't amazing. Right. I just got them done. Mm-hmm. And um, here's the full, like, I mean, real answer. I didn't know what was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know anything about running. Dude, I'm still there. Like, <laughs> I've been running, like, kind of, like, casually running for, uh, like, maybe two years now. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like that. Like, I don't know, like, what's kind of, like, a good time or if I make good times. I know, like, kind of my average pace. Yeah. But I don't know, like, if that compares to other people. I, or, I can tell you now. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, okay. I did a mar. I think my marathon time was just over four hours i think or five i can't remember actually i have so, it in my phone well, yeah no we're no it's four but my hours. pace is usually around five and a half minutes okay so yeah no, that's per a good kilometer per kilometer for for 42 kilometers yeah i've only done it once yeah so that's no, that's good that's I a think, good time i think my pace was actually slower than that for the full thing yeah i think the dude the first like i remember the first 30k because i was only going to do like a 30k yeah and that took me like two and a half hours yeah and then the last like 12k were Grew no man, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You finishing it and never doing that—that's props to you, man. That's tough. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was that. That was the the last time I think it was like a, a physical test of like, I want to fucking quit so many times. Yeah. Like, there was so many times where I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore, man. Like, mm-hmm. my legs jacked. I, I can't even imagine like a 50k or 100k, man. Like, well, look, man, you can because you felt it when you did the 30, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there isn't that much of a difference between the 30 and the 50. You're going to feel the same amount of pain, and you're going to train similarly for it, right? So you know what it feels like, mm-hmm. right? And, I just uh, did 10Ks. That's all I did to train. I was like, if I can do a couple 10Ks, then I can do 30. That was my so theory. That was your theory, and it's a terrible one, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the here's the here's the positive out of that. You did really well for not really training, so that's pretty legit. That's not really training because no. it was pretty bad. Like even to the, it's funny because even now when I run like three k or like five k, it's like within like the first two k, I'm like I don't want to do this. Like that's the mental because nope. I'm the same as you, man. I I hate running, dude. I naturally mm. I I just hate it. I don't enjoy it at all. There's nothing fun about it. Mm. Like playing sports, I love. Yeah, lifting weights, I love. Mm-hmm. But running, it just, for me, there's, it's just a constant battle of like, I don't want to fucking do this. And then I just keep doing well, it. Well, because you're always thinking, right? Like, it's hard. Like, I can explain for myself, right? When I first, when I first started the running, um, even still now, but less to a lesser degree, 
um, my mind wouldn't stop running. Mm-hmm. Like it, like that anxiety thing. You know, you're constantly thinking about things, right? Mm-hmm. So like, um, I get it. So like that first ten minutes, like you explained, um, same for me. And uh, what I learned um, for kind of repeatedly doing it was that that goes away after about 10 minutes mm. so when I'm, like if i'm hitting it around 10 15 minutes after that threshold it goes away mm-hmm. and then you kind of get that rhythm and you're you've essentially regulated your breathing in that first 15 minutes mm-hmm. that's what makes it easier for you at the first 10 15 minutes you haven't figured out how to regulate that breathing so you kind of kind of catching your breath right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and at least th- that's kind of what I figured out when I was doing it. And um, so normally what I've seen people do is when they first start running, especially when they hate it like us, mm-hmm. uh, when they feel that discomfort, they stop. And then they say, oh, it's too hard or or whatever the reason is, right? They don't, they don't know that it's just everyone feels the exact same thing and they just have to push through that extra couple minutes for a, a few more times and then they'll be over it, right? Because they'll feel it over and over again. Mm-hmm. They know what they're going through. It's their warm-up, right? Yeah, yeah. So once they understand that piece, then you know it's only for 10 minutes and then I'm, I'm done. Yeah. And then it feels fine for, let's say, half an hour or whatever it is. Um, yeah, that's what I've kind of noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, it's so, yeah, it's one of those things, and, and I want to tie into the conversation we were having, like, before we even started recording, man. It's one of those things where it's, like, you think about, man, like, am I the only one that feels this? Am I the only one that feels this way? It's, like, the first dose of that, because I remember when I first started, it was, like, so embarrassing. I, I used to smoke cigarettes, and mm-hmm. I was smoking, like, a pack a day, and then I would the, the first day I quit cold turkey, and I was, like, I got to start running, because if I start running, I can't smoke. Like, I'll be fucked if mm-hmm. I smoke cigarettes mm-hmm. and I'm running. And like literally running from my parents' place to the end of the block, I was like, I threw up, man. Like yeah. I was like, dude, I can't do this. <laughs> so it was like, just I just want to get around the block without throwing up. That was the first goal. Yeah. And I'm like, man, does anyone else have to deal with this? Like, why is this so hard for me? No, it's not just hard for you, bro. I'll tell you exactly. Um, I experienced a lot of that when I first started running. Um, so let me just give you a bit of uh, understanding about me in terms of... <clears throat> When it comes to at least physical stuff, um, the last 15 years, I never quit anything I do. Mm-hmm. Ever. If I say I'm going to do it, I do it. When it comes to physical things, mm-hmm. right? So, like, say, um, when I first started lifting weights, right? Um, I was, like, when I first started lifting weights seriously, mm-hmm. I was, like, 26, 27. Are you kidding me? No. Dude, that's a late... Like seriously, when you're fucking jacked, man. No, when I was serious. Okay, okay. So like you're I was lifting. Li- I was lifting yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like I was lifting weights, but when I said, "Okay, I gotta, I'm gonna take it to another level," was that before or after? Uh, like in the military or? Oh, that was after. So it was right, um, right when I started. I get uh, got into my job with law enforcement. Okay. Yeah. So um, around, around about that time. So then. Uh, and you're like, I gotta fucking get ready. For well, this. I was overweight. Really? Yeah, I was. 232 pounds and I'm 5'9 and I Holy wasn't shit. and I have more muscle mass now than I did at that time mm-hmm. what and do you weigh now uh, first thing this morning probably mm-hmm. 175 so that's like a good 50 pounds man yeah right. but Am I'm I right oh, so yeah and I'm 60 pounds I, I'm pretty lean right now too yeah I'm yeah, probably yeah. in and around 9% 10 something like that yeah so like if I'm sitting around 15 I'm closer to 195 pounds yeah I'm pretty thick 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Right? Man. So, like, so, so when I was, but at the time, like uh, when I was 27, 26, whatever that was, it was like 230. You were super thick. Yeah, and I wasn't lifting the same. Mm-hmm. So I was just, uh, you know, I was, I, was, I was unhealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. <laughs> One of those guys, were you like in that like uh, <laughs> mindset where you're like, yo, I just got to lose a bunch of weight and then I can gain muscle? Is that where no, you were? No, I was at? just, I was just like, I'm just going to keep. Just I thought it was okay. <laughs> I just didn't know that I didn't know anything. Right. Like I right. had no clue. Right. There was no point of reference. No. Nah. I never. I was like, oh, I can't have abs. I don't know. Like yeah. I never had them before. Dude, that's how I felt for a <laughs> long time, man. Like, and even when I had them, I was like, fuck. It doesn't seem like they're good enough. That's what, like, you know. Like, well, that's that's our own thing, right? Our getting our, in our own head, our own inner talk, our own self um, negative talk, right? I mean, I have a lot of that too, right? I'm, I'm sure a lot of guys do, especially guys who hit the gym a lot, right? I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain of it. But anyways, uh, we're getting back to... Sorry, man. I, I go know. off like Hey, that. I do too, man. Um, what was I saying? I even totally forgot. Talking about like getting into... You, you were saying like oh, lifting. when you first started lifting weights, yeah. like kind of when you first got into law enforcement. Yeah, so when I started lifting and I started losing weight, I started losing weight and I kept losing weight and I wanted to get leaner. And then as soon as that happened, I entered my first competition. And I did Like I did that within a year. With uh, with bodybuilding, yeah, or? okay, with bodybuilding. So I, I went all in right away, mm-hmm. and then I did that, and I I was doing bodybuilding for six years, seven years. I competed mm-hmm. almost every year, and then um, Damn. and then and I placed every year in, in the provincials. Like I always did. You stay lean the whole year then? No, uh, so I I didn't know the food and the diet as well back then either, right? So like uh, I would get out of shape and then I'd come back and I'd get out of shape and come back and come, like just mm-hmm. back up and down, up and down. Then yep. in 2013, I was like, you know what? I got second in provincials, Damn. and um, I was like, you know, I'm I'm good, man. I'm not like, what's the point? What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm, yeah. is, is for what? Risk to reward kind of. It wasn't worth it, right? I like feel it, you. And I was like, I'm I'm spending all this money on supplementation and food and and no relationships with people and no meaningful ones because they're all getting screwed over by these diets and all whatever it is you want to call it, right? Yeah, I feel you. And and there was no like that would be okay if I was like getting a lot out of it. I was getting nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a trophy. couple trophies, couple medals, cool. whatever. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. I got something. I got knowledge. The knowledge that I got from learning on how to eat, nutrition, all that kind of stuff, and the people that I met, and I, I took that knowledge with me. So that's not accurate. I did get something. So yeah, yeah. To be fair. Um, so then after that, then I stopped. I kept lifting, but then I tried to figure out my diet better, and I want to stay leaner more often, mm-hmm. and that kind of started happening. Once I, and then I started um, when I was thirty nine. I started jujitsu. Nice man. And that was before my daughter was born. Uh, so I started jujitsu twenty seventeen in March, and my daughter was born in May of that year. So then I didn't really get a lot of time after she was born. And um, but having said that, I did my first tournament that year in December. Damn. And um, I did okay. I did well enough to win. <laughs> and then um, anyway, so I continued. Um, jiu-jitsu quite often, very frequently, and uh, got to p- uh, blue belt, but um, pandemic and whatnot. So really, if you think about it, I've been training jiu-jitsu for about four or five, year, five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last year, not as much, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm competing next week. Really? <laughs> yes. Is that what kind of what competition uh, is it? It's a jiu-jitsu tournament. It's, um, I think, submission only. Nice. So nice. Um, is it through CompNet or? No, it's, it's um, AVA. So it's, it's not a Gracie Baja. It's um, just an open sort of yeah, yeah. tournament. And um, 
yeah, so I'm doing gi and no gi, so we'll see what happens. Submission only for both? Yeah. That's nuts. So we'll man. see we'll see what happens. I haven't I haven't rolled in forever. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm sure you'll do well, man. Especially like if you've got it nailed like kind of uh like muscle memory. Like I'm just trying to it's so difficult for me, but the, the one thing I love about it, like I just started last year. Someone asked me the other day, they're like, "How much time have you been doing jujitsu?" And it's like I joined last April, so it's about a year. But I took six months off because my nose is like a little bit busted up, mm-hmm. and then um, so I'm about six months deep into it, and uh, I, I'm like you, man. Like once I start something, I'm obsessed over it. Yeah. Like it's all I think about. I'm like, man. Like this guy got me in this this submission or, or like or I couldn't sweep him in this position for some reason and I'm like I, I obsess over it like why the fuck is this guy beating me like that's how I think like, that's okay though and that's okay dude and and so for me like I'm coming like four times a week and uh, at, at least and it's the thing I love so much about it this is what I was trying to say is is it's like an hour. And to an hour and a half, sometimes two hours if you stay after for rolling extra, right? But it's like there's nothing in your mind at that time. Like all those thoughts that kind of mm-hmm. like when you go running and your mind is able to mm-hmm. race, that doesn't happen when you do jujitsu. Like there, you cannot think about anything other than mm-hmm. I need to get this arm away from my neck. Mm-hmm. I need to get my arm away from this guy. Like so, but here's another question: um, How do you feel when you get home after? after a good role and a good sort of session and a good um, chat with your buddies or whatever it is, mm-hmm. how do you feel when you get home? Hungry. And then um, I feel, I feel like more clarity. Like usually what I do, like I come home and I'll write, like I have on the whiteboard there, mm-hmm. like a, a list of shit that I have to take care of for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like my brain is able to organize thoughts better. Like so before you roll, you've, you, you would say that it's not as much. It's more of like a cluster in my brain. Okay. So, no, good. That's awesome. And then, so... Um, I wake you, up fired up. You know, yeah. like I wake up with high energy. I'm up early in the morning and, yeah. I, and I wake up and I'm like, okay, I got to get this done, this done, that done. So, like, for me, like a workout is kind of like a ease my body so that my mind can take over. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like after you do jujitsu, it's not just your body, but your mind is also relaxed? Like, because you're also thinking and trying to... Um, cerebral, you know, like use your, your mind power to figure out like a your human chest kind of thing, right? Yeah, 100%, man. And the other thing, like I said, because I got a busted nose, like mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you've broken your nose before and you know, like when you start breathing out of your mouth for a while, like it's kind of, my breathing's just not as good. Like I'm just, so for me, like again, with jujitsu, it, it makes me more conscientious of my breath. Like of like, okay, I've been breathing okay. for an hour properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But... I do see what you're saying. Like it makes kind of like a clarity within my mind. Yeah. So I think maybe like um, if you have that feeling regularly, right, and and you're not doing jujitsu all the time, do you feel like that when you're not doing jujitsu? Like do you feel a restless, like because you're thinking and you're you, you you get what I'm saying? You you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a couple things. I think like the main the main like benefits I see personally is a I have uh, I gravitate towards conflict like I'm like somebody like you like when when you were describing that guy earlier like if I have a debate with someone or like a verbal conflict I'm like all right let's do this like I love that Mm -hmm. and so like for me it's kind of like an outlet like uh, like you were saying like it's kind of like it forces that conflict. Can I I ask a question though? Yeah yeah. So when you when you say oh I like that what are you thinking in that moment when you when you have when you get that excitement you want to have This is an opportunity to win. Okay, so now let's think about that. Yeah, right. Um, is that 
Do you think that's the best way to have that conversation with that individual? No, no I'm, I'm just asking. I don't know. No, no, no. Okay. Genuinely, no. Okay. So I, that's how I feel mm. in the moment, but I know that that's not the way to communicate. No, because I, f- I relate to that exactly, right? Because that's why I'm, I'm asking because I, I know exactly what you're th- what you're saying, right? Um, what I've recognized recently, um, when I've been trying to have those conversations or have those debates, and I want to win because mm-hmm. I, I always like that's just any what, chance to win at anything. Exactly. I just have a competitive mind. Like I think of, so I'm trying to frame it. Lose. I'm trying to frame it different. Then, because if I'm uber competitive, right? So I have mm-hmm. to figure out ways to motivate myself to do something, right? Because essentially, doing this running, who's motivating me to do it? Just you, man. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I sometimes I have to create ways to motivate myself to make make my ass do twenty k every day for a week, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something that has to get it has to happen. So how am I going to do it? Mm-hmm. But that's a different thing than the conversation that you're having with the individual, right? Because mm-hmm. so sometimes, like, if I have to create something in my head, initially when I was thinking about running across Canada, I was pissed. Yeah. I had to get pissed. I was like, fuck you, man. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, who says I can't do this? Mm-hmm. But there's a time and place for that mentality for me. Can't hold that mentality for the entire duration for the next three years when I'm trying to... Um, present a different image of what we're trying to do. We're trying to engage with people and have more of a welcoming sort of feel, right? So I have to recognize when to change mm-hmm. that um, tactic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would suggest in that conversation you're having with some people and you, there's a winning thing, I think that's awesome because now you're competitive and you know that. Mm-hmm. And now you can figure out how can I win better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and what does look what does winning actually look like? That's yes. what I actually had to ask myself yeah. more. Like I, dude, I had to write about it in my journal. Awesome, dude. I'm a big writer, and that's the only way I can figure shit out is through talking or writing. Yeah. And and like I, I'm kind of, um, you know, I relate a lot to what you said about, you know, when you're just on your grind. You're like, I'm just all I, I like. If I could have it my way, like I would literally just make money and work out and do my thing and kind of like, you know, be with my girlfriend, be with mm-hmm. a couple of friends, yep. like not really talk to a lot of people, yep. but I know that that's not the best way to be. And I know I have to be able to communicate with people that disagree with me or mm-hmm. just get along or have a sense of community. So like even just having this podcast, like you were saying, like you have to force yourself to talk to people. Like this is my version of that. Mm-hmm. And so I have to think about like, what does winning actually look like? Like, is it like, oh, this person now is convinced of something that I was convinced of? Or is it like, hey, I really found that I can see where you're coming from. I can value, like, at least your point of view, like you've put some perspective into it or you put some thought into it. It's not just like regurgitated information. Like you mm-hmm. actually thought about this. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, OK, well, why did you think that? Maybe I maybe I'm wrong. Like, what does winning yeah. actually look like yeah, in the so, conversation? Right. Like, so, is it like or even. Can, you can go even deeper and beyond that if you want to. What does winning or success look like in life? That's, mm-hmm. I mean, it really, it can start from there, right? Because if you start there, everything else will be painted with that lens, right? So if if so, what I had to do. So, I'm not telling anyone what to do, but for me, this is what I had to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be running across Canada in, in the next well, 2025 to, you know raise awareness for mental health and raise funds for a, a, a group, first responders and veterans that, that need it, right? Um, but that's just one sort of side of things. Um, 
It's the awareness piece. It's engaging with people. It's trying to galvanize a, a bunch of people in a positive way, all these different types of things. So for me, it, it's taken um, a long time of learning and trying to get down this path to, to think this way. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it doesn't happen overnight. Like I've been pretty, ooh, I don't know, prickly, <laughs> I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what's the be- what's a better way to do things? A better way For me, a better way to do things is to... Um, not be as prickly and if i can use whatever skills i have to do something positive and then gets a lot more other people involved like i, I mean for example like i'm trying to actively speak to more people not just to get out of my comfort zone but to also help myself mm-hmm. and if we can help others at the same time so so i asked myself a question with uh some direction from a friend of mine because I wanted to decide what I want to do with my life. And that's essentially what I was getting at with you. Like, okay, what's success? What's winning? What's that? Right. Yeah. And, um, it all started with my question to myself. What do I want to do with my life? What do I, how do I want to be happy? Mm -hmm. Right. And I also, one major question I've always asked myself for the last 10 years that I, I want to affect positive change. I've been asking myself, saying that to myself for the last 10 Mm -hmm. years and I've realized where I work isn't really the way to do it, the way I want to do it. So I have to ask myself, okay, what do I want to do? How do I want to be happy? So how I'm most happy is what I, and when I, how I've realized this is after I ran that 100 kilometers on November 7th, I didn't receive anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a dime. I didn't, um, I mean, I, no, that's not true. I received something. I received uh, love and uh, for yourself or from others or from others right and from myself a little bit from myself but I felt a lot from others mm-hmm. and um, that touched me and I felt so much from everybody else I was like okay I like this is nice was it like just like congratulations like hey I'm so proud of you for doing this like uh, it was more It was me more connecting with the amount of money that we raised and where it's going to go and how it's going to help people. That fundamentally, it was that. And then everything else kind of pushed that up and like added to it, enriched it. Mm-hmm. But fundamentally, it was that because um, I can, if I think about that right now, I'll start crying. Like I'll get emotional because I know exactly how that can help somebody. Yeah. Right. And we raised twenty one thousand dollars. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money, dude. Yeah. To, to go here locally. I mean, that's a lot of money. So um, did that feel possible in the beginning? Not even fucking close. I didn't even know I could. Because that doesn't even seem like when I hear about twenty thousand dollars. Just if I, if you were to put that on the table, and I mean it's relative to everybody. So yeah. like maybe other people don't rel- like relate to this, but like twenty thousand dollars. I'm like, man, that's a that's, big chunk that's of change, a lot man. Of money, Especially man. for donations. Like, no, that's a lot of money, man. And I never fundraised ever in my entire life. First time I ever did it. First time I ever ran. Like, I didn't even, I mean, I got to thank Joe Rogan or Cam Haynes or somebody to make it aware that I even knew 100 kilometers to run was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. The reason why I put together for myself to run across Canada was because I was thinking, how the hell does Cam Haynes run 50 kilometers a day? Yeah, the dude that went that so seems unfathomable. I spent too. two months trying to figure that out. And then as soon as I figured that out, I said I'm running across Canada. So it was the the question there 
that pushed me to figure out my own body, what I could do. And then as soon as I realized that, I was like, okay, now I can do it. So I can thank Cam Haynes for that after I run across Canada. That That's would, insane. Right? Number two, um, actually, you should get back to what I was saying about, uh, oh, shoot, what were we saying? We were just talking about like kind of like when you when, when you actually did that 100K, like it, you were just so touched, like yeah. you felt love, like you felt so, yeah. so much energy with that. So it was the, the connection to, the, to people, right? And then through this process, through social media, a lot of connecting with a lot of people that I would have never had the connection. That's like with. how we connected. Yeah, like it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also getting people that are helping me now from this community yeah that i would have never had that opportunity right so anyways the, so the running across canada uh changed oh sorry run across uh from chilliwack to yvr um that changed my life and i thought okay so what do i want to do with my life with this so i thought okay how do i do this mm-hmm. so everything you've been trying to do now has been trying to um put the things in my life that are maybe not conducive to running across Canada, putting those things on pause mm-hmm. or removing them um, just to make things for me at the moment for the next three years training and mentally, I need to make it easier. So that means I have to make some tough choices and I've made some hard choices, mm-hmm. which are necessary, necessary because the fundamental question I ended up asking myself is, or my friend, a uh, friend of mine, Asked me, his name's Sean. Shout out to Sean. Shout out to Sean, man. Sean, I heard a lot about you, man. (laughs) Sean Taylor um, is a good friend of mine, and uh, for those of you out there who aren't familiar, and me and uh, Mark were talking about him earlier. So he's a retired um, Special Forces operative, Tier One operator. Um, He was a warrant officer in JTF two. He was on two commandos. He was a Pathfinder. He was a Master Sniper, Airborne, Reconnaissance, all like whatever. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> right? And um, Basically a badass motherfucker. Yeah. But um, physically and mentally, intellectually, he's on another level. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, so uh, he asked me a question. And it's a very significant question. I hope he's not angry that I'm throwing this out there. So if you are, sorry, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he asked me what, um, make sure that, okay, so when I was deciding what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He was um, just not telling me what to do, but because he would never like he's he's, a, he's like a coach or a mentor or a friend, like however you want to call it. And he uh, he was just giving me some suggestions. He was like, hey, here's some things you could do. I mean, these are some possibilities. And, you know, anyway, so he uh, he asked me, he's he's like, once you make a decision and this, if what you want to do is you got to reflect on this question and don't say yes, yes now, right? You're going to have to think on it for a while because it's a, it's a heavy question. I was like, okay, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just tell me the freaking thing. And uh, he's like, are you, uh, let me just get this right. Are you prepared to accept the burden to serve the collective? So the collective, I was like, oh yeah, sure. I can do that, man. And he's like, so I was like the collective. So I guess I got to define that, right? My parents, my family, my friends. He's like, no. Everyone mm-hmm. is the collective. So the entire everyone should receive help, right? It doesn't matter. You don't get to decide that. Mm-hmm. I don't get to decide that. If someone yeah. wants help or needs it and I can provide it, then I'm going to help them. 
But I didn't, so I said yes initially, but I didn't really understand what yeah. that meant, right? So then. It's uh, like the question, like, um, it's like if it's good for the hive, it's good for the bee. Mm-hmm. Right? If it's good for the community, then it's good for me. Like, it should be good for me to do. If it's not good for the community, I shouldn't be doing this shit. Exactly. So, like, um, so it goes uh, maybe a step, uh, step higher than that then. So then what does that mean for me specifically? Okay, well, now I know that I'm running across Canada. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sacrificing a lot to do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess... It, it's for you in a way. It's for me in a way. Okay, so it is for me because... Um, but it's not the primary thing for me. The primary thing for me is... Or the primary thing is to bring this awareness piece, but... It's a lot of fucking pain and work. Yeah. So it's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of pain, a lot of... Um, and energy and time. Time, and like money. Time is already limited on this earth, and you're going to spend it training, running. For the next three years. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And, and here's the other thing that I've, I'm okay with now, but, I mean, people can understand, people who left bodybuilders, whatever. Um, I have also had to change or manifest a different perspective of, my, of myself. Of your physique, of what you're going to look like, who or I how am. you're going to feel. Yeah. So that was a process too. Dude, yeah, that's uh it's <laughs> something that I talk about with so many people that have been in bodybuilding where um and where there's a book called Gorilla Suit by ah fuck his name is just escaping me right now. But we need, we need Jamie bodybuilding. we need Jamie on here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm my own Jamie. Usually I look it up, but I'm like I don't wanna I don't wanna be looking at a screen, man. Yeah, I, I wanna stay enough. present. But no, for sure. Um I, I'll throw it in the description or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like basically like the idea that you're in a gorilla suit, like you're kind of like you have to think about like and that's something I struggle with as well, because I do a lot of visualization. I do a lot of. And so if I look in the mirror and what I want in my visualization and what I see in the mirror aren't aligning, I'm like, man, what the fuck am I doing wrong? You know, like so so can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah. So like for me, like I have to think about like because I feel and we can get into this as well, because I kind of felt like for so long, like I don't know where I want to go with my life. Mm. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Like, who am I? Like, who's Mark? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like I struggle with identity for so long. And so like I had to write down like, okay, like. Like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do on a daily basis? And how do I want to be remembered? What do I want to look like? When I want, when I look in the mirror, like, how do I want to dress? Like, what do I want to drive? What do I want to... And, and a lot of it's superficial stuff, but it's like also, you know, how do I want to interact with people? How do, who do I want to be surrounded by? What kind of people am I going to be around? You know, how am I going to react to certain situations? And so, like, I'll write down things like, I want to be jacked. I want to be big. And then if I'm doing like a ton of running and a lot more jujitsu and my weightlifting drops to like once a week or twice a week, then obviously I'm going to be leaning out. I'm going to shrink. Like I'm not going to have that big wide back, you know? And then so I see myself in the mirror and I'm like, man, I thought I was, I thought my identity was like that big guy. I thought I was the big guy. Mm-hmm. And now I look and I'm like, you know, I look, I'm not like an a, like a skinny guy or an average guy, but I don't, I'm not the big guy anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, it's just, it's so difficult to, did I don't know if you had that same thing. Is that the same yeah, no. thing you're talking about? Like, it's yeah, like, no. okay, so, now I'm not as big. I'm not as strong. So, so it's, it's, um, it's like that, right? So I'm, uh, so for me, it, it was a lot, a lot of that. Like, uh, I'm not as strong. The strong piece, I didn't care as much. It was more so, more so the size and, and, and things like that. The aesthetics. Aesthetics. So, but I overcame that a bit because I've been transitioning from that mentality for the last few years, really, right? Mm-hmm. 
I didn't abruptly stop it because I transitioned to jujitsu and I got smaller there, but it was different. And, but the the fundamental question you're asking is is correct. I think is like how do you what do you want to do right? And so for me, when I ask that question myself, do you have like a clear vision? Sorry yeah, to interrupt. No, you. I know exactly what I need to do and I know where I'm going. One thousand percent, I know exactly what's happening. And did you achieve that before or after you started working towards this goal? Because I still feel like, because sometimes, like I still, I have a, I have a good idea of where I want to be long term. But I'm asking you, like, actually, like real talk. I like, didn't know. I've been lost most of my life. I'm founding. I know now who I'm supposed to be, and I'm 44. Yeah, straight up. Like, no, I'm not BSing. Like, look, I work in law enforcement. I, I but uh, if I really want to reflect and which I have, and if I want to really think about it, which I have, I shouldn't have even been in that career. It's not really who I am. I became that person, and it probably made my PTSD worse, right? So, no, I, I don't regret it. It was an amazing career, and it still is an amazing career. I, I'm still working there, and it's awesome. I, I can't say anything bad about it, but I think I'm not meant for that. And I know that now. And it took a long time to get here, man. I'm telling you straight up. I didn't really feel this confident with what I'm doing right now until... Shoot, man, like January. Yeah. Because there was a few things started really solidifying in what the goals are. And then when those things started happening, I was like, okay, cool. It's working. But I've been grinding on this journey for over a year to... <laughs> documentary thing mm-hmm. trying to get people to like I mean I, at first it wasn't even that and okay so just to really get illustrate it if you saw Nims die on Joe Rogan did you watch it I haven't seen it yet watch no. that right it was like two days ago right? yeah it was like two days ago yeah, watch yeah. it when you can now he's he's his story's different than mine but the essence is exactly the same mm-hmm. I feel him I know exactly what he's talking about because I'm doing exactly the same thing. Just different, like sort of uh, execution. It's not a mount, mountains. And I think what he's doing is probably crazier <laughs> what he mm-hmm. did. But essentially for me, this is 14 peaks for me. I've never run. Yeah. I'm not a special forces guy. I'm some 44-year-old guy who was pretty messed up for most of my life. And then now just really started getting things in order and, and really sorting it out. And... um that's what I want to show people, mm-hmm. right? Like I've been, like people may think I've had my shit together most of my life, but not really, man. I've been fucked up most of my life. Like I'm just just barely keeping it together, and um, you know, most people I think do that. I think most Dude. people are doing that. Yeah. So I think there's a better way to do it. At least I hope so because I'm trying to figure it out, and um, I'm almost a hundred percent confident. That by the actually by the end of this year I'll be 100 percent confident everything's rolling. I just gotta execute this year perfectly, mm-hmm. and what execute perfectly means to me is just do it. Yeah, because I'm not gonna like I got eight races I'm doing this year, totaling 840 kilometers, starting at the end. Of the, and some of them are races, and some of them are just charity sort of runs. But um, <clears throat> you know, I've never done that before. I'm, and I haven't traveled for play, like to do races before. I'm gonna be going to Toronto. I'm going to Edmonton. I'm going to Shit. I'm going to Manning Park to do a, f- a 43 miles up Manning Park. That's gonna like Dude. that's gonna be rough. Yep. And so that so I'm doing a lot of these crazy things that I've never done before. But my perfection for this is to learn. 
So this year's a learning year. Mm-hmm. This year's to learn what is my um, red line mm-hmm. for these kind of running things. And also to get exposure, meet more people, learn from them, mm-hmm. talk to them, um, share my story, hear their stories. Like that's going to be awesome, right? Yeah. And um, and then also, you know, raise the money for the charity. But really, this year, I expect to bomb, like really fuck up at one or two races this year. But that's Why do you say that? I've never done it. Okay. I'm, I'm not perfect. I've never yeah. done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you go into your first jujitsu tournament, you're going to, you, I mean, if That's you want. something I'm thinking about. It's no, something I'm thinking about as a white belt. Yeah. I'm like, man, I want to get some, you should. some reps in. You should. And if you lose, cool. Right? It's, it's no problem with that because a lot of people, like, it's like you go into your first jujitsu tournament I mean, a lot of people go into it just to roll, like to feel it. Mm-hmm. I didn't go into it winning, uh, expecting to win my first tournament. Mm-hmm. Like went in there just to feel it experience it what does it feel like what, what am i gonna how am i gonna react in these emotions before the fight and during the fight and then after the fight how exhausted am i gonna be after that first one based on the adrenaline like all these other things that you don't know mm-hmm. so like, yeah i can run i get the basic idea i can train for it but in the heat of the moment in a different sort of environment traveling somewhere i don't know Mm-hmm. That could that could be I could mess up or I could be really slow or could, could be a temperature change could be some who conditions knows, yeah who knows. but that's awesome yeah because now I can download that information I have it for next time yeah and then next time I do something else I if it bomb out there then no or or like every opportunity to like as long as it's not catastrophic as long as it's not like people getting killed yeah 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 <laughs> and yeah. you can learn from it so. I'm trying to take that mentality with everything as well. So with this year, I'm okay with bombing out. It's mm-hmm. cool because mm-hmm. I've never done it. Mm-hmm. And really, I've been talking to a few people who um, do these types of things regularly. And I was talking to this guy named Hector Rodriguez. He's an ultra marathoner in, in San Diego. And he's done the Moab 240. And, and he's done like some crazy ultras like two, yeah 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 two, 300 miles the moab that's the one that goggins talks about yeah. it's like his first one I yeah think, goggins or? done it haynes has done it courtney dewalter like all these people like it's, it's massive and you you can only get invited to it you can't just join it right 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 yeah. that was the one you had to qualify yeah. for yeah so you gotta do a bunch of runs before you even get into it mm-hmm. so anyways, this guy he's a legit guy i had a chat with him uh, a week or two ago and and just you know picking people's brains that i would never meet him mean, yeah it's, yeah it's just cool Anyway, so he, I was telling him, I was like, hey, I got these things planned, like, and I just came up with these myself. I was like, okay, I'll just do these, whatever. Like, no one told me to do that, just picked them. Mm-hmm. And um, I go, hey, man, is this, like, kind of normal? And he's like, no, man, I'm, I mean, you've never run before, so I guess that's, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, yeah, it's a pretty big workload, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I was talking to my, uh, Sean, and uh, I go, hey, man, what do you think? He goes, well, you picked your poison, so. Uh, yeah. Execute. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. So uh, that's where I'm at with the, the running and the documentary, and the documentary is really to show my story and that everyone who's around me helping me and their stories and and um, the positivity that we can bring out of it. And that's it, man. Yeah. And so, like, how do you think? Because yours is very specific. Like, it's definitely like not everybody's going to become an endurance athlete, or not even everyone's going to have like kind of like a physical feat that they have to overcome. Maybe it's mental, maybe it's spiritual, maybe it's, you know, in a relationship, maybe whatever it is. But like, how do you think that you, or maybe you know, but like, how did you find that direction? Because I feel like for young people, especially like men and women, like, I feel like there's so many people that, 
you know, maybe, and it's just something that I'm experiencing in my Mm. 20s and a lot of my other buddies are, but it's like this, this constant battle of like, where's my place? What the fuck am I going to do? What's my contribution, my contribution to the community? Like, how can I add? Okay. Um, Like, how did you get to like the run? How did you find that? Yeah, man. Fuck, it's a good question, man. Um, Because we all go through that. And that's like, we do. Well, I had to hit a rock bottom. Right. Look, look, the reality is I had a a career or I have a career, right? I work in law enforcement Like from outside looks great. And um, when I when I went through my separation and divorce, I had to do some hard, you know, looking in the mirror. Right. And um, it was a lot of work. So I don't think a lot of people have the opportunity or the time to spend as I did because of the pandemic, everything is all kind of, it, it was almost like a perfect storm for me to think about these things. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it doesn't hurt that I come from a community, the Sikh community, which uh, I'm not an overly religious individual at all, but there are tenants within that community that, that I live by still. Mm-hmm. And um, the Sikh communities, one of its fundamental tenets is service. Right. And any kind of certain we like the Sikh community, you see them in the military, you see them in policing and, and, and um, any type of service. So, you know, it's not a foreign concept for me to think that way mm-hmm. um, because my parents would talk about these services. I've had multiple family members that were serving in either military or in policing, be it not in Canada, but in India or in, in, in British Indian Army. So, um you know, there was those, there were those stories of the, that kind of service and other family members that served the community, you know, through donations or, or whatever, right? But I wasn't, um, I wasn't uh, connected to that. I was always thinking physically. And uh, for me, it was, I was at work, I was working. I just thought positivity. I was like, okay, I'm getting better at running. What can I do to leverage this for positivity? That was it. So I started with that question. Mm-hmm. So I was doing something already, right? And I was doing something positive, like just physical. And I, if, if I was going to do it anyways, I thought, how do I not connect that with something positive? Like it's, if you just think that, so when I thought that, then I was like, okay, what's, this is a, it's a no-brainer. Like mm-hmm. why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't I, if I'm already running, if I'm already training and if I want to enter a hundred kilometer race, mm-hmm. why am I going to pay someone else? Right. And if I can yeah. do something positive to help my community and people around me, then why don't I do that? Yeah. Why don't I raise the funds instead of contributing my $5, $20, $50? Like I think I could get more. Yeah. So I thought like I was, that was a part of it. Like that wasn't just, Oh, the sole reason I thought of it, but I was, that was kind of the thought process. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can, like, why would I enter? Initially, that was the idea, <laughs> like mm-hmm. straight up. Like I was thinking about, oh, maybe I can start a, like an ultra marathon thing and I'll, I'll charge some money and then we'll get people all over Canada, we'll enter and they'll run and, you know, this, that and the other. And, you know, maybe a partial proceeds. I was doing all this kind of craziness. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, uh, and it was, I was just like, whatever, I'll just do it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was, tr- it was almost too much and it was getting a little overwhelming and then I was trying to get other uh, groups involved and, and I was just like, you know what, it was getting too complicated and it was getting, it was getting, it was becoming something that it was, it shouldn't have been. Yeah. 
And I was just like, you know what? I'll just do this. It's becoming too much of like a headache or a business or like. Yeah. And it was like the focus was starting to change. And I want it not. I want the focus to be awareness for the group uh, for, for veterans and first responders, PTSD and mental health awareness. And. I know initially there's been focus on me, but now I want to eventually, once we start really documenting a lot of this stuff, a lot of the focus when documentary gets released, I'll try to at least focus on a lot of other people, not so much on me. I mean, yeah, obviously I'll be the centerpiece of it, yeah. but I want to also highlight a lot of the people because without them, for sure, like I'm not even close to being where I'm at right now. Yeah. And, um, and I'm sure after I run across Canada, there'll be a whole bunch of other people that are going to be part of that list. Yeah. So, um, like it, it, I'm not doing this. Uh, like, there's no way, or in a million years, anyone can do this alone. At least I can't. Yeah. I, I need people to help me. And um, what I know I can do is I can grind. I can work. To my detriment, I can almost work too hard physically. Mm-hmm. So that's why I need to bring other people in. Yeah. To kind of check me at certain parts. Yeah. Because I, I have to be aware of that too, right? I'm also kind of thinking of myself initially as a business. Mm-hmm. As a sole proprietor, yeah. And I, if I'm a business, I or a company or a team, right? Whatever you want to call it, then I have to be that leader of that team initially, right? And and so I have to become a better leader. Mm-hmm. So I have to start also training that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not just I'm just training my body, right? What's going to happen? What? Okay, I'll ask you. In two years, like after I run across Canada, let's say, mm-hmm. what do you think would happen? Like in terms of like um, I run across Canada, let's say, and, you know, a bunch of money gets raised and there's a whole bunch of awareness. And then and now, OK, now you're such and what, what do you do? What happens? Yeah. Do we go bigger? Like, I mean, do we do it again? Or like in terms of opportunities, what are what opportunities are available now? How can we how do I do things even bigger? Yeah. Right. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, do we make it bigger now? Like, well, I mean, here's another thing. What, after doing something like that. You know, if you raise a few hundred thousand dollars and and you know bring a bunch of awareness and you know all that kind of stuff, um, look, there's book deals, there's that documentary, you get all that kind of stuff. Then you you know you get speaking uh, mm-hmm. arrangements, you mm-hmm. speak to different, you know, all these different yeah. opportunities start um, precipitating out of them, right? Yeah, and um, that's what I want to do. Yeah. So I asked myself, what do I want to do? I want to serve the best way I can. So service for me is not just um, donating or it's not just running 100 kilometers, but it's also developing myself to the best I can be mm-hmm. so I can interpret any of the knowledge that I'm getting out of any types of books. And through my experiences, I can then interpret it my own way mm-hmm. and deliver that to people. And, and, di- and in a way that they can digest yes. where it resonates well, with Well, them. look, like, like we've said before, like... I, I may not be for everyone. You may not be, every, but there is people. There are people out there that might resonate with someone like me. Mm-hmm. Then cool. Even if it's one person, I don't care. Yeah, I think more than one person will <laughs> resonate with you, man. <laughs> no, but I mean, either way, it doesn't really matter so much. I just feel good doing this. Yeah, and it feels nice to like. I don't need a lot of money. Yeah, right? I'll be straight up. I don't have much. Yeah, right. I've downsized a lot, and my daughter gets most of my money. Yeah. Right. I'm divorced and, and I have no problem whatsoever with it. Yeah. It's cool. Whatever. Um, Again, that's another way of providing. Yeah. So my so I'm OK with like just living my life as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. 
at least for the time being, for the next three, four years, because I'm devoting myself to this mission. I love that. Like a hundred percent. Like I, I can't go into the details at this time because uh, some things are kind of going moving on, parts, moving yeah. parts. But like, yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah. And, and so there's no direction other than I'm running across Canada. Now, people could be around for that or not. It's going to happen. Yeah. Even if I have to pay for it myself, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So when I came to that realization, so that was also part of my process of thinking and getting myself prepared. I had to be like, man, I'm, because I was stressing, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, how am I gonna like? What if no one's gonna jump in? How am I gonna pay for this? What's gonna? All these things are getting through my head, right? Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't with those distractions. My anxiety would start really slowing me down. So I was like, fuck, man, I gotta figure this out so that I can get rid of that tension and just keep moving. Yeah, right. So then I was like, okay, worst case scenario, I take a fucking loan, or I use like some savings to. uh pay for the entire thing yeah and i was like cool all right good done then i stopped stressing about it yeah because as soon as i committed to that because at the end of the day i'm mentally prepared for worst case (laughs) scenario that's it now now i doubt based on uh the way things are tracking and the trajectory i've seen so far and and people kind of entering the scene a little bit the 20 g's right off the bat is kind of like okay i might not have to pay for my own flight well i mean Look, yeah. I mean, look, I <laughs> it's pretty much. Yeah. And and so I think things will, you know, play play out pretty well for a lot of people and um it's just the it's just yeah, I mean it's positive. I mean, people like this, right? Like I I'm, love all, it. all I'm all I'm doing really is um I just figured out a skill set for me. It's perfect storm really. I'm 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 divorced. I have a kid who who who's will be old enough to be okay when I'm gone? Mm-hmm. Um, she's supported by a lot of people around her, so that's not attention for me. Uh, you know, I can find flexibility with my work. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that I can do that a lot of people can't. It's not the physical piece. It's just working in your favor. It's kind of working in my favor to do it, mm-hmm. right? Like so, things are kind of falling into place where it's like. I kind of have to do it. Like yeah. Not have to, like, in a negative way, but, like, I feel an obligation to do it. You, in 10 years, would be like, bro, you had the perfect fucking opportunity. And, and you didn't you, do and it. And you squandered it. Yeah, and you didn't. You, you decided you didn't want to help people because it was hard. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I you, fucking re- really resonate with that. You know what I mean? Oh, you didn't want to help a bunch of people because you're broke? Because it fucking hurt? Loser. Yeah. Because you, 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 you know, you're, like, because I'm, like, you know. it's, it's fucking it's, scary. It's scary. Like, okay, oh, yeah. So, like, now I think of it, think of it that way. It's like. Look, I mean, life is tough, yep. but life is always tough. Yeah, it's not like it, like so. I'm 44. It's like it's not like it was easy before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's like it's just a different tough now. Yeah, it's it's always hard. Life it's is a never different adversity. Yeah, it's a different adversity. So like what you, what I've also learned through this journey is that your mental capacity increases not just with uh, mental uh, stress, but with also physical with physical stress. Mm-hmm. So what you're building when you're doing a lot of ultras or stressing your body with jujitsu or like really constantly doing that. And when you provide yourself with the rest and recovery, you're developing and increasing your resolve and resiliency. That's exactly what you're doing. Scientifically proven physiologically and psychologically. So now when you take into account, let's say if you're going through a major depressive episode, some people drink, right? 
Yeah. So when they do that, they're depriving themselves from an opportunity to develop res- resiliency. So that's also scientifically proven. So when yeah. you go through a major depressive episode or you have some serious sort of like anxiety attack or something, you need to feel every bit of that, sit inside of that, and and, and fucking swim around in it, do everything you need to do. Yeah. But don't discard it. Don't leave it to stay in that. It sucks. It's shit. It's garbage. It might last for two or three days. But afterwards, you've built resiliency. So I, that has been super hard for me for many, 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 many years. I would drink. I would do something, whatever, right? But recently, in the, over the last little while, what I've learned is, or not learned, what I've connected, I just thought of it differently. I just reframed it, and then it made it a lot easier. So I reframed it in this way. I just said, okay, well, I'm a, I'm a gym rat, right? I'm a, I'm a fucking workout guy, right? Yeah. So if I work out and I don't have my protein after and sleep properly, uh, like I'm fucked. Like yeah, or I'm, stretch. I'm, or I'm on it. Mm-hmm. Why am I not on it when I'm developing my brain? It's the same thing. Yeah. So like I'm on it when I need to get a massage or ice bath or something. But what, what I can't go see a psychologist? It's the same thing. Yeah, It's yeah. a massage for my brain. So I am in employing every single strategy from a holistic perspective on myself. Mm-hmm. physically, mentally. I'm not there yet with the spiritual and all that, but I'm working on mindfulness. I'm working on all the other elements there that so so that I'm a full a full There's person. no holes in yeah, the game. Yeah, there's no holes in the game, right? Like you want to be fully as much realized as possible so you can help people, right? I'm my goal now is physically I'm going to run, but I'm reading as much as I can now so I can help people after when I get the opportunity to do so. So after I run across Canada, I'm sure there's going to be major opportunities to speak to people and help as many people as possible. I want to do my job properly in two or three or four years. So I got to start now. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. Like this year is really, I'm not worried about any of the running. That stuff isn't hard for me. Like it's hard physically and all that kind of stuff. It's difficult, but it's not hard to to get up for. It's not your difficult like discipline. My difficult discipline is uh, being disciplined with sitting down and reading. Yeah. Right? So every, people might say, oh, you're so disciplined. Yeah, with what I like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the exact same, man. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean, like I'm older now, so I can choose and pick what I like. So if I don't like reading, why don't I like reading? Maybe I wasn't reading the books that I like. Yeah. So maybe, let's because I'm not dumb. We know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not lazy. Yeah, definitely not. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I've been told that my entire life. And that's probably what you tell yourself, too, sometimes. You're like, man, I can't read. I'm dumb. I'm bad at reading. I suck at reading. I'm stupid. Yeah. I'm not that bright. I'm not book smart. Yeah. That's what I used to I'm tell street, myself. I'm street smart. I'm street smart. Okay, I'm what not the fuck smart. does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just, what? <laughs> I'm not yeah. a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But I mean, like, no, I grew uh, up in a suburb of <laughs> Richmond, dude. Like, it's like, uh, yeah. how street smart are you really? Like, you no. know the street name, baby. Yeah. Like, right. Uh, number five rows. Yeah, What's yeah. up? <laughs> no, but I mean, like, so, like, I think that's an ego piece, too, right? We got to settle down with our egos, right? And be mm-hmm. like, realistically, okay. And look, um, I have been told most of my life, okay, lazy, this, that, and the other. And then I was talking to a buddy. I was talking to Sean. I was like, he made a comment to me. He was like, hey, man, did you read this thing? That You know, just kind of made a comment. And I was like, no, nah, man, I was got this going on. He was, he was like, yeah, well, he, he, he didn't say anything negative. But I was like, yeah, no, man, I'm fucking lazy. I should have did it, right? He's like, no, you're not lazy. Just 
you, you didn't find he, what do you say he said um you're not lazy you just uh haven't found anything that interested you yet mm-hmm. that's all and so what that is is just an observation he's not trying to pump my tires it's true yeah it's a fact it's not someone trying to kiss, like kiss my ass or pump my tires or, or maybe you just oh, haven't applied yourself yeah like or 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 maybe Did I haven't tried no yeah, like, yeah well no you never apply yourself if You've been told you can't do something for multiple years. You know, exactly. Wh- whatever it is, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying me specifically, but anybody, that's very easy for that to happen. Yeah. So now I'm just like, okay, shit, maybe 15 minutes every morning or sometimes more, whatever I want to do. I'll e- I have either four or five books going at the same time. Wow. So, so I'll have like a book on the, the coffee table. I got a book in the washroom. I got a book next to my bed. And then I got... Uh, I got one on, on Audible right now. So I'm just kind of just wherever I'm going. Like, I'm not focused on specific. Okay, I'm going to read this one. But if I'm, okay, yeah, I'm going for a run. Okay, I'll just listen to the new jo- that Jocko book that, um, it's that one book I'm reading right now. Dichotomy of Leadership? Yeah, I think it's that one. That's the one I'm listening to. Yeah, right that one, too. that one. And um, so I got, and then uh, I just finished, before I started that one, I finished a critical thinking book. Nice. So how to improve your critical thinking. And then uh, right now I'm on my coffee table. I'm reading, uh, uh, what's it called again? It's uh, Unfuck Your Brain. Unfuck Yourself, I think? Unfuck Your Mark Brain. Mark Madsen? Or no, it's, um, it's, it's called Unfuck Your Brain. And it's got... Hold uh, on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop to just pee. Yeah, you go. find that, you find yeah, that. Yeah, I'll find it. What's it called here? Unfuck Your Brain. Um, the book's called Unfuck Your Brain, so I'm reading that one too. And Who's it by? It's a super easy read too. It's... Um, it's uh, it's a very quick read. I'm just kind of slowly reading it, but stand by. All good, man. When uh, did you? Were you always like a reader? I mean, I liked reading, um, but more like uh, fantasy, sci-fi stuff. And I mean, um, I mean, I, I I did like reading. I just never continued, to be honest. Uh, what's the book called? It's called Unfuck Your Brain. It's written by Doctor Faith Harper. Nice. Yeah. So this is basically a, a simple book, quick read, nothing crazy. Right? But um, I'm just trying to figure, like, learn, understand myself better and then speak to as many people as possible so I can, I don't know, just speak to as many people as possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I resonate with that a lot, actually, because, um, you know, when I first started this podcast, I kind <coughs> of, you know, like I kind of, my motivation was, to speak to the type of person that I was when I was suffering, like in my eyes, like the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the earliest that happened with me was like in high school, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the same way as you, like it was like, I feel like I was given this the right information, but it wasn't holding to me by maybe the right person or in the right way. And so for me, that was like my biggest thing is, I remember kind of thinking to myself, like if I'm gonna keep going with this life, like, I want to try and alleviate that same feeling that's, that I had for someone else. Like, if I can do that just for one one kid out there to just be like, holy shit, man, like, I'm not alone. Like, you know, I'm not the only one that feels like this. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one that feels. And that's why I was asking about, like, the feeling lost or feeling, like, with no purpose. Because so many people ask me that all the mm-hmm. time. They're like, and I'm like, man, I don't even 100% know. Like, I know what I want to do. Like, I know the way I want to impact people. I can see that vision. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, I think if you can ask yourself what you want to do and you can see that vision, then you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I only did that recently, really. And my visions were really small, nothing really major. I never asked really good questions. I thought I was fine. I had a good job. You know, all these things. But I fundamentally wanted to affect change. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was the question I was asking that made me lost. Because if I wanted to affect change, that means everything I've done in my entire life really isn't doing it. Because I wanted to affect positive change. And for me, that has to be on a larger scale. Because I don't know, for me, I need that kind of validation, I suppose. Yeah. It makes me... I mean, yeah, that's probably part of it, right? Maybe uh, to prove something or or whatever, part of that process. But... um, yeah, I, yeah. I asked myself that question. Then I also started asking, I'm, I want to transcend what I'm currently doing. So those were two major questions I asked, that, which absolutely changes the direction of how you look. Because that does, then it doesn't say, oh, yeah, I want to get this job so I can buy this car. That, those two questions don't allow that from when I ask them to myself. Mm-hmm. So when I ask those questions to myself, they're more of like an impactful thing. How many people can we touch, right, in a positive way? Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, man, I want to get this car. Okay, so how do I want to get this shit? In, I want to transcend. I want to make millions of dollars. No, man, I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Like, I mean, really, money doesn't motivate me. Like, I like money. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I like nice things. I don't have a lot of nice things, which is fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Indeed, yeah, I but, feel you. But what I mean is, like, um, it, it's not a driving force for me. If it comes, cool. I'm not going to say, oh, no, no money. Yeah. But it's not going to be my driving force. My driving force is I want to be a positive impact. I want to do good things for people and help as much as I possibly can. And then in turn, they can help people. Like, like just that um, pay it forward sort of mentality. Because people are helping me, man. I 100% I'm going to pass that forward. Whatever I learn, I'm going to pass that forward. So, um, so those questions, I think, change it. So mm-hmm. maybe then when people are asking you, you might have to ask them, well, what question are you asking yourself? Yeah, like what's missing for you? What do you think is missing maybe? Um, okay, so maybe the people you're speaking to are, are younger probably, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, younger, than me, most young, younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Right? So in their mid to late 20s? Yeah. Okay. Mid to late 20s. So maybe most, and now I don't know, I don't hang around a lot of mid to late 20s n- anymore, so correct me if I'm wrong. But you've been there. I've been there. So when I was that age, a lot of superficial mentality. So I don't know if that's changed a bit. No. Okay, so now it would be harder for you, but not impossible, for you to elevate yourself amongst them. So that you Harder than it was for you or harder... No, I'm just... For I'm me not, to just exist. I don't, I don't even care about me anymore. I'm talking about you. Mm-hmm. So what I'm... If you, let's say, if you were going to do something to affect change or whatever you wanted to do, right? And I'm going to use you as an example, um, if you don't mind. No, no, I don't <laughs> mind at all, man. So now you're you're on a path now where you're, you're trying to open your mind. You're trying to read things. You're trying to add to your repertoire, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to fill out holes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I would probably suspect that most of your colleagues or peers aren't doing the same thing. Yeah, for the most part. Like, I'm trying to surround myself with other people that no, but, are. But it's it's okay. But, I like, mean, the people that I hang out with, you're right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that's, no. that's okay. I'm just, like, that's the reality, right? I mean, yeah. odds are they're not. Yeah. It's not very common. No. 
There's a few are, and some of them may be, but those people are probably getting their master's degree or PhD or, or, or whatever the case may be. Just mastering their trade, yeah. Whatever it is, right? So, um, but having said that, that gives you a lot of opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. A ton. <clears throat> and so what I would suggest maybe is like continue doing what you're doing and continue reading and broadening your mind and speaking to as many people as possible and maybe trying to pass on some of that knowledge that you get to some of the people around you, but um, not falling into the traps that they may, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you almost kind of want to not be above them because we're not. Yeah, no. But you almost want to be like someone they can turn to if they need something. But you're not the person going there to tell them. Yeah. If they ever need your assistance, they know where to find you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Not like not giving unsolicited advice. Right. And living and living the way, because like that's a, that's like the first couple of years I started kind of like like I call it like cleaning up my life or like kind of getting myself in a better position. Like I thought it was like my op- my opportunity to like, oh, you know, I've improved in this way, so now I should tell everybody about that. And and I realized in the last like six to seven months, it's like, dude, stop talking about it. like. There's this quote like I've been reading a lot of Stoic philosophy. Awesome. And uh, there's this quote he said, like, uh, it's like, I think it's Epictetus or Seneca, where he says, don't don't talk about your philosophy and body it. And it's like, I want to get to the point where, you know, like where you're at, where it's like people are probably coming to you being like, yo, how do you do this? Like, how do you like how I am? Like, where it's like, how do you get into that? Like, where did you come? Like, wh- how did that happen? Like, no, you're not that far off of me. I'm not that far ahead of you, bro. It definitely <laughs> feels like it, man. Yeah, but, but I mean, listen, I'm just a little bit older than you. That's it. Really, honestly. Um, when I was okay, you're 27. Mm. I was. Fucked. I will be in yeah in a couple months. So when I was 26, 27, I was fucked. So I mean, that's how I feel, right? Like, cause I'm like, man, why did I fucking start so late? Like, no, but you're listen. So listen. Um, that's a fine. That's fair. You could ask those questions. You know, like I beat yeah. myself up a lot. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. And look, it's easy for me to say because I do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I no, be- it's common, man. No, I I, I beat myself up too. But not as much because you got to see what you do that's positive too, right? And no one's perfect. None of us are. We we all fuck up. And some of us fuck up more than others, right? Um, but that's okay. And um, look, I've I've messed up massive amounts, like super massive amounts. Like I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Epic amounts. Um, that's okay if you own them, right? And if you own them and accept your responsibility and whatever those things are and ensure that you can do your best not to do them again, whatever those things are, and then you move forward and that's all you can do. You move forward and um, you don't beat yourself up because, you know, we make mistakes. And as long as you learn from those mistakes, that's it. That's what it's about, right? Like, that's why... You do things to get better. Everything that you do for the first time, you're going to suck. Even if you're good at it, lucky the first time, you're still going to suck because you can get better from that first time. Right? So, you know, that goes the same with friendship, with marriages, with girlfriends, with buddies, with every fucking thing. So you almost, if... You want to set yourself apart. 
it's tiring, but you have to do it with everything. Mm-hmm. So like this podcast. So had I been on this podcast a month ago, it would have been a little bit less polished. <laughs> right? Yeah. For me. But you've been putting in reps. I've been putting in reps. I've been watching. I've been watching my reps. Mm-hmm. I've been, so I'm, I'm trying to improve for me, not, but uh, still be authentic to who I am. But I also understand that this is going to be on camera. So then I also want to make sure that I'm not distracting the, to the person who's watching it. And I want to be able to speak thoughtfully and think about what I say and hopefully say it in a way that um, it resonates with people. Hopefully. Yeah, it's like palatable. Yeah. So, and I'm not perfect. I'm still working on it, like everything that I'm trying to do. And um, I think if I'm going to suggest anything to anyone, I think that's probably the way to do things. At least for me, it, it has been. And um, I think for exceptional people, like I, I try to talk, find really exceptional people. And Sean, uh, a friend of mine, is one of them. And that's how he lives his life, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I got another friend of mine, uh, Seb Lavoie. He's a he's a retired RCMP officer. Um, also, he was a you know what ERT is? Emergency response team. Yeah. So he was team leader for seven years, and uh, he was on the team for twelve. So um, highly experienced in hostile negotiation, all all the kind of cool, awesome kind of fun things. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he. Um, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Don't worry. Are you all, you're all good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, I was good. like, what was going on there? Um, so yeah, he, so he, so I, I pick his brain too because he's exceptional at pretty much everything he does, and he's been awesome for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I'm only trying to get awesome. Yeah, and so I'm trying to pick these people's brains, right? So I'm on the path. I'm not there, even close to being there, or even, I don't even look, man. We're never there. You're just dead then. Yeah, you always you always grind, and you're always no. It sounds hard. But it's not. Yeah. Like it sounds all grinding. Maybe we need to come up with a better word. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So that people do it more. Because grinding sounds tough. It sounds we, we brutal. Need to, we need to market it better. Yeah. Because um, all it is is just like if you're already good at something, get better at it's it. It's just doing it. Yeah. So let's say, for example, let's say with activity, let's say, okay, running is my thing now. Let's say, right? Okay, now I'm a I'm, I'm runner. I like it. Okay, how do I get better at it now? Let's think about how to get better at it. Because I'm not the best. Let's get better. So then, okay, now I've figured, okay, let's find some people that maybe let's go call UBC, UBC if there's any sports mechanics people, anyone who's going to donate their time, like whatever, start thinking about that. But that's something I already do. Mm-hmm. Let's get better. Okay, now what do I don't do? Let's get better at that now too. I don't read. Okay, let's get better at that. If I don't, okay, now what does reading do at the same time? If if you're a, um, a voracious reader. That's what I was going to ask you. I Because I, I have my own theory and I have my own idea, but I was going to ask you, like, yeah. why? Because a lot of people, they're going to be like, uh, you know, when you start cleaning up your life and you're like, okay, you got to, you know, maybe journal and get a little bit more in touch with your emotions. You got to be reading. You got to be talking a lot more. There's a lot of people that are going to ask the question, like, and this is where I was in the very beginning. It's like, why would I start reading and why would I wake up earlier and why would I do these things? Like, why would I make my bed or keep yeah. my room clean? Like, why does that going to impact my me getting my money up or me getting better at I'll running? Tell I'll tell you. You ever heard of skill stacking? Yeah. Okay. So essentially that. So you you read 15 minutes every day. You journal every single day and you fill out all the gaps so I can write my book one day. 
Essentially, that's what it is. Yeah. Because if you're reading and writing every single day, and then you're also trying to expand other things at the same time that help that cause, which is i.e. meeting people, talking to people, traveling, reading, writing, all these things, Mm -hmm. that's considered skill stacking on top of each other so you can improve another skill set that isn't really straight related to it. So now I can write. But I wasn't really focused on writing so much. I can write a book, right? So like every single day I use my Instagram Mm -hmm. as a journal. Yeah, you throw your workouts on there, you throw... Well, it's more now it's changing. I'm not even doing workouts really. It's more like what I'm thinking about for the day and and what I can impart that might make sense to somebody. And I might use the lens of a workout. So let's say, for example, if I'm using a 100-kilometer run, I might use that as the vessel to tell the story of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah. So, but these are all things that I'm learning now just by practicing reading 15 minutes every day and then also journaling. So that's what I mean. Like to, to sca- uh, That's why you want to read. Yeah. And also when... It, this is another example that my friend Sean kind of threw at me when it, in, in one of our conversations. And this might be helpful for you and some of your listeners, I think. So if you were to look at me, be like, oh, this guy's got his shit together. If you just look, right, based on optics, maybe, whatever, and how I speak, you know, maybe sounds like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if you look at it, you can look at me like a a piece of armor, some badass armor, Mm -hmm. fucking shiny. Yeah, you got your gorilla suit. Yeah, impenetrable. Yeah. But it's empty. So what's the use of an empty piece of armor? It's just a vast. It's a fucking nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. I have to fill up my armor so that I can use it. So when I'm speaking on this microphone and I'm talking to you or anybody who's listening, they're paying attention. Mm-hmm. That's why reading, writing, and trying to learn as much as you possibly can is important. Maybe not for an average person who doesn't want to do anything, but hey, you shouldn't be an average person that doesn't want to do anything. Yeah, it doesn't sound like an awesome life. Everyone should try. No, everyone should be better at whatever they are doing. Yeah. Full stop period. If you're not, then I don't want to know you. Yeah. And not to be mean, it's just I don't, I don't, there's nothing no. I can help you with. Yeah. Yeah. So why am I talking to you? Right. I used to have, there was a manager when I worked at the gym. He used to come in and say, like, never tell me that you're operating at 100% because that means we can't progress from here. Like, there's nowhere I can take you. You're not coachable. Like, there's no way I can advance you. If you're 100% everywhere already, like, you're, you're running at 100%, like, you're capped. Yeah, and well, here's the other thing: you're not being honest, right? And, and maybe really. you could make maybe you could make your game a bit more efficient. Yeah, yeah. You're not being honest with yourself. You're sitting you're 100. Mm. percent Because look, I'll tell you right now, I'm not 100. percent I'm not sleeping enough. Yeah. So how can I be 100? percent Right there, done. Yeah. With anything I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not. Yeah. You got to look at everything if you're going to say you're 100. Mm-hmm. percent Right. So you can do the best with what you got. Right. And you can you can plan for the best and hope or uh, plan for the worst and hope for the be- uh, best. Right. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, I think the the empty armor analogy is fitting for people like us, right? We're, we're shiny and we want to fucking, <laughs> we think we're hot shit, right? And yeah. we got this, that, and the other, man, man, we ain't shit. We're just the, we're the shiny piece. But we can be massive if we fill out that armor. Because yeah. then everyone will look. We're like a beacon then, a real proper one. Not a superficial, fake one where we're not trying to help people holistically in a proper way. We want to be able to help people and not expect anything in return. Don't expect a single fucking thing. That's the goal, right? 
not to expect a thing. If you get something in return, fine, cool, right? But it, don't expect anything. That's what I'm trying to impart and, and fully embody myself to. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything in return. Don't If you feel like you need to give me something, don't. We're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And do you think, like, when, when do you think you kind of started making that shift of your, like, kind of, like, your thought process or, like, your kind of perspective? Because I remember, like, when before we started recording, you were talking about, like, you know, I have a tough time relating to people. I have a tough time kind of feeling like this person gets me. Like, I feel like, w- when were you able to start to maybe connect with people or, or out just look at your outlook, which was, I feel alone? So, probably over the last couple of years, <clears throat> I haven't really drank much. Uh, and not that I was an alcoholic. I, I abused alcohol for sure whenever I used to party and go out and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But um, through therapy and through um, figuring out myself better, I haven't needed to cope with other things as like drinking. Like I w- it was a lot of coping mechanisms, right? What were you coping with, if you don't mind me asking? <coughs> well, a lot of my... I don't mean to pride. No, no, no it's fine. No. Uh, my anxiety, depression, all these things. But I didn't know what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So then um, I also have a lot of childhood trauma that... Um, that I'm not going to give details about, but what I can say is that, um, you know, childhood trauma, uh, um, physical and emotional kind of stuff, right? Sure. So, um, so I thought most of my life was somewhat normal, but now reflecting back on a lot of things, and a lot of things, a lot of things weren't, mm-hmm. and my reactions to things weren't. I wasn't normal. But you accepted them. I you thought I was just kind of whatever, right? Normal. So, uh, like, uh, I thought my the um, my interactions with people were normal. But then, you know, I was uh, I'm 44. I grew up in Toronto and some parts in the states. And and uh, as a brown kid it, back then, it, it was wasn't pleasant. Yeah. And then my brother, I have an older brother, and he's it was worse for him. Yeah. So like, um, you know. Uh, that also affects things, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, being picked on, bullied for multiple years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it just uh, whatever, right? Those things, like a lot of people have them, they experience them. Um, for me, it did affect me, mm-hmm. right? If I'm going to be honest, um, a lot of that stuff affected me and I didn't know or wasn't aware that it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But no, the reality, I'm- it did. And I never addressed anything only until I had the time to breathe when I got separated and divorced. So my whole life, I was almost uh, like... Was it more like like you had time to breathe or you were forced, like, you got to start fucking breathing right now? Maybe a combination of both. Like, I like I, I was... You know, you're like at a rock bottom, so you have no fucking choice, right? Like, you got to do something. You were kind of forced to, I was like, forced to be like, okay, yeah, like, I had to... Eat, well, it was one or two ways. Like, okay, do I... I'm going to intentionally endure this pain or life's going to fucking make me feel yeah, this pain. Yeah. And so that, and then I was like, okay, what am I doing? How did I find myself here? And let's figure it out. Right. Cause clearly I had made some poor choices and I made some bad decisions and reflecting back, I was really muddled up in my head. Mm. Uh, my, the way I thought wasn't good. The way I interacted with people wasn't great. Like, I mean, you would say I was fine, but like now look, looking back on it, I mean, I'm way better in interacting with people now. Yeah. And um, I was almost on like fight or flight mode or, trauma, or like a trauma response mode for years. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Right. I feel you, man. Yeah. So like uh, only recently for the last couple months, I've been like, oh. 
And then things are really open. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a major depressive episode about two and a half years ago, and then I got medicated. I got medication from that and all that. Yeah. And then I started using cannabis. Like, I wasn't really using cannabis much before, mm-hmm. but I've been using it since for the last couple of years because it also helps, right? And uh, so I use my cannabis. I use the medication I get from my doctor and then all of the physical activity, mindfulness, everything. I'm just doing everything without, you know, giving a shit what people think about me. Mm-hmm. So I don't care uh, about stigma and, and what people are gonna say. I mean, um, okay, I I care probably like I care like hundred percent man. Like I, I care. I feel you. I care because I don't like when people like it hurts my feelings when people say things that hurt. Right? Yeah. I well, and 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 at the end of the day, like I don't know. You probably feel like this because I I think a lot of. I want to say men instinctively, but I know this is just how most people feel. Like, it's like, what are people going to remember about me? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, and I, there's a lot of things people can remember about me that aren't good. There's a lot, a lot, right? So I can't change that and I can be upset over it and I can beat myself up. And I can do this, that, and the other. I can't change anything. But you can maybe add to what they can remember. Yeah, I can add like, to. Hey, you might remember I was rude to you at that point, but you can never say that I didn't work on myself. Or it doesn't matter what they think. Or it doesn't matter what they think. Yeah. It doesn't. What matters, what matters is what I think. And if I'm going to do anything, if I need to be a better person, do I need to be a better person? Fuck yeah, I do. Right? And what do I need to do? And, 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 Sorry to interrupt That's you, okay. but it's like, uh, and, and does what I think about myself, is that dictated by what other people think about me? Like, can I think I'm a badass without you thinking that I'm a badass? Uh, probably, yeah, probably. For me, like, that was a tough thing for me, like, because, like, um, and I'll give an example. Like, I remember, like, the other day, um, and, like, I, I know that, he probably didn't mean the comment like this, but it was like, I was, I was rolling with someone and he goes like, how long have you been rolling? Like we were kind of talking about mm. that. And I tell him, I go oh, about like six months and he goes, okay, you're not as bad as I thought you were. And I remember thinking like, dude, the whole class that was fucking, it pissed me off so much. Dude. I, I was I like, I'm, I don't want to come back, man. Like I hear fuck this. Like this is what like, and this person's like a high level belt. And so it's like, for me, it's like, man, like, Maybe I don't have the potential. And nope. then I, I remember when I'm dry, when I was changing after, I was sitting in the very back and I'm taking my gi off and I'm putting my sweats back on. And I'm thinking like, man, f- I don't give a fuck with that guy. Like, dude, if I, you know, in, in five years, I might not even see this guy ever again. And I'm going to let this guy change the course of what I set out to do. Like, I wanted to become better at this. Mm-hmm. I'll do you one better. Think of this. And you're right. That was a good decision on your part. But do this one thing. Think about it this way. Uh, how long has that guy been rolling there? Do you know him for a while there? I No, I don't. I don't. But he's a high-level belt, man. Like, he's definitely... I don't know if he's been there for a long time or... But he's definitely, like, a veteran. Like, yeah. he's, he's fucking... So you think he had a bad day? Maybe he's uh, maybe got in a car accident. Could maybe have been his girlfriend. Or he no, could have been just knows? joking with me. That's or, the other thing. Is like I don't exactly. think that he had that intention of yeah. like trying to discourage me. But it just got, I don't know whether it was maybe my bad day and I was like fucking self conscious in that moment. No, that's or us, though. I'm telling you right now. Like I I've, I've done the exact same thing. It's in our own head sometimes. Exactly in like I mean I don't know if that was this, that scenario, but mm. I know for sure. A hundred percent. I've been in a scenario like that. Like, why would he have said that to me? Like, was I being shit today or? But then, but then we may have heard it and interpreted it in our head incorrectly. 
And realistically, what he's saying <laughs> is uh, like a compliment. Like he's like, oh, like that's why you're so fresh. Like he's like, you're not as bad as I thought. Like, yeah. Like I mean, like so it's almost a compliment, but it just like for me in that moment, I was like, why the fuck would he have said that? Like, what the fuck? Why would I couldn't imagine myself saying, you know what I mean? So I was like, man, like I looked up to you and you said that to me. Like, what yeah. The so fuck, so man? I think what it is, it's a, it's a lesson for for a lot of people, right? Like, be careful. You got to be really careful on how you say things to people, right? Um, that guy may have never meant anything wrong. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I or, mean, or, you could or, have had pure intention. Or, or, or you may have interpreted it differently. Who knows? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, but I used to do that all the time. Even, like, uh, fuck, man, even last year I was, I'd, I'd do that. But I'm trying, like, so now I'm recognizing that. I recognize that. So I would think, okay, not everyone's an asshole. Okay, let me recognize that. Yeah. Right? And then I'd be like, Okay, let me listen to what they're saying. And then I want to empathize with them, put myself in their shoes. And then I'm actually connecting with them. Because so like if whenever I get heat or something like that happens, then I can what I can do is be like, I'll still engage with them and ask them questions, see where they're at, and if they're actually being dicks or whatever. And the reality is they're probably not. Yeah. And then if communicating a bit further, you're gonna see that, and then maybe that tone might have changed. Maybe he was initially being a dick for who knows, right? Yeah. Maybe he got a vibe off of you and he's like, mm. And then you guys communicate a bit more, and it's like, oh, we're good. Yeah. So who knows, right? Like, yeah. I mean, but those are things you learn, um, or at least I've been learning after just continually fucking up and trying to do it again and fucking it up and doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, as well, like, I think that sometimes, like, it's very easy to have, like, kind of like when you are, because I, I know, like, for myself, like, I'm a pretty social guy. Like, I'm very talkative. But when I'm kind of like new, like, especially like going into a gym like that, like, it's, like, kind of, like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm pretty green. Like, I'm definitely the freshest one. So, like, I don't want to talk. When I know, like, if I were to play another sport that I played my whole life, I'm going to talk shit the whole game. Yeah, you just want to know where you fit in. But, but like, if I can't do anything yet, then I, I'm very more, much more hesitant to kind of talk shit, obviously. Well, also, right? I like, think jujitsu is a different thing, too, right? Like, I think, um, yeah, you can talk shit. I, I was never one of the major shit talkers. I mean, a lot of the guys do, right? Yeah. But I think, like, a lot of it. And it's usually you talking shit with your... um peers you're not really going to talk shit about someone who's been like a lower belt yeah it's like it's, punching up not yeah punching you're, you're kind of insulting them right you you want to lift them up you want to help them right so if say for example if the lower rank is is doing something that you can maybe guide them with or make a suggestion then cool but i wouldn't want to make them feel shit now if it's someone who's a peer or are higher then yeah it's different then you can talk shit to them yeah yeah right but then uh but then it, it goes into the relationship with the person how long you, like then that comes into play too right how long you've known them and all that kind of stuff so yeah and even just competency like i remember like when i would play like i grew up playing like kind of hockey and rugby were my two and uh, i remember thinking like that once i got more competent and obviously like once i'm like in, in as a teenager in early 20s like it's like I, I wouldn't mind even talking shit like to opponents. Like it's like, oh, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do, you know, like whatever. Different sports too, right? Rugby, you gotta fucking do that, right? Yeah. And hockey is the same thing. Yeah. Rugby and hockey are, are it's like forty percent of the game yeah. is verbal, man. You're like, chirping the whole yeah. time, right? So it, I mean obviously it depends on the sport, right? Some sports you can't even you're not even allowed to. Yeah. Right? So and it's almost kind of depending on your position in hockey, it's almost your role. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't know about rugby. Is rugby similar in that in that regard, or rugby is uh, a lot more? Uh, you, like you'll get pan- penalized for saying anything like okay. that, like that. So it's actually uh, you kind of have to disguise it with like politeness. Yeah. Like you'll be like like people will call like the ref like they'll be too formal. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like 
Like, do you really think that, <laughs> sir? Like, you might like say that to the ref, and then yeah, it's, know, not, like, it's not like you're not cussing them out or anything. Yeah, but you're just like kind of like you you know you're making your point, but you're ve- you're being very diplomatic about it. Like, it's kind of like a they, there's an old saying. Like, I think it's um uh rugby players say this, so it's obviously biased, but they say like soccer is a gentleman sport played by hooligans. And rugby is a hooligan sport played by gentlemen. Okay, that's cool. So like you kind of like it's like you you kind of have to like disguise yourself as being like very polite. Like yeah. That was how the shit talking was. So it'd be like, sir, do you think perhaps that this player was offside? Yeah. Like like that's yeah, how yeah, you'd yeah, frame yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you'd be cheeky about it. Yeah. And he'd be like, all right, number seven, shut the fuck up. Get like, out of like, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you get the cards pulled out. So it's kind of more uh, discreet. But hockey definitely. Oh, zero fucks in hockey. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. And um, for me, that would that's kind of like a part of the, like, it kind of gets me mentally into it. And so, like, for me, sometimes in jujitsu, like, I'm kind of keeping my mouth shut and I'm feeling more reserved. And I feel like a lot of the times, especially as, like, guys, like, we're kind of, like, off-put by people that are, like, a little bit more quiet or they're to themselves. Like, it's kind of, it makes us, like, you know, why is this guy doing that? Well, so um, not everyone's like that. So, like, if someone's quiet, it doesn't bother me. Right. So I would suggest maybe there's something else. Maybe there. that's a projection that I'm having. Like because I'm social, so is someone else's and I'm like, what's going on there? Yeah, so um you can always ask them. Right? If you see someone super quiet, be like, Hey buddy, what's going on? You all right? Yeah. But sometimes that's me, right? Yeah. And so sometimes people kind of maybe get that. I feel like maybe get that impression. They're like, Oh, this guy is kind of like you know, like that resting bitch face, but mm-hmm. for a guy. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'm a, I'm yeah, I'm 175 pounds now, but I'm a, I'm a brown guy with a shaved head walking around 195 pounds. Yeah, so uh, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I get. Um, you almost like I almost have to tone it down when I'm talking to people because I can look aggressive, mm. or, or or whatever, like whatever. Um, I've heard I've heard all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so I get that. Like, it's almost for guys like 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 that. You almost have to try to be softer. It's weird. That's what I've noticed recently. Because like I'm always like I've I've been hard like like pretty tough. Right? Yeah. And um, and for a lot of us, that's like a sense of pride, safety, safety for me. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Because why would I be pr- like? I don't know. Like maybe I thought I was proud of it because I didn't know better, right? So I'm like, yeah. I'm, Right, but if I know better now, right? So there, there shouldn't be pride behind that. Um, what's the reality? Uh, why didn't I let anyone in, or why was I more closed off, or why would, why did I have walls up, or all that? I mean, obviously, because you're scared, right? Yeah, you don't get hurt. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Yeah. So you put walls up, or you act a different way, or you, you um, speak a certain way, or you whatever, right? So I think. I don't know. I'm now gravitating towards more trying to be softer Mm -hmm. and almost like jovial, like because I want people to come ask for things. Mm -hmm. And if if accepting the burden, remember what that question Mm -hmm. is to do things I don't want to do. Yeah. So if that means I have if if that means I have to start figuring out ways to be softer and people are more receptive to me and then they're going to engage more so that I can um, assist however I can, mm-hmm. then I got to do that and figure out how to do that and not be a bitch about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's for me. 
that's the question I asked myself and I accepted that question. Everyone's different and not everyone has to do that. But I think people should ask themselves a question and then commit mm-hmm. to whatever they decide to do. And whatever they commit to, uh, to whatever they commit to, then go 100% to that. And then you'll like, you'll obviously do well, I think. Yeah. And, and just to mitigate the stress along the way, because I think a lot of the time, like we talk about getting burnt out because like, oh, we're on the grind. I'm working all this time. But I know for a fact, like it, you definitely feel the same way that I do in regards to this. I, well, I shouldn't say that, but I, I'm making the assumption like it's like, you know, we don't really get burnt out by work. Like it's like the stress. Like it's like when you're doing shit that like you were saying, like when you work a job that, you know, you're not valued or you don't see that point in it. And it seems monotonous every single day. Like you could do that for four hours a day and fucking hate your life. Mm-hmm. Or you could do a job that doesn't stress you out, that feels rewarding, and you could work 12, 16 hours a day and wake up every single day energized. Like, you could wake up at 4 a.m. and be like, all right, let's go. Like, I, let's do so this. I'm, I'll tell you straight up, man. Like, um, I love doing what I'm doing now. It's, and obviously, I'm not getting paid to do it. Um, but I spend all my spare time doing it. <laughs> yeah. Where I could spend over, like, work a bit extra where at my workplace, but I don't. Yeah, right? because I, I love what I'm doing now. Or you could be right now, like you could be sitting on your couch at home with your feet up. Yeah, but you know, I could do that whenever. And the reality is, this is this potentially can mean more to other people, right? Like I'm having a discussion with you. I'm learning more. Mm-hmm. I'm um, I'm practicing some skill sets that I need to improve upon. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to know about you. I get to understand more about you, and then um, I get to do the same for you. And then hopefully when people listen to this, there's an opportunity of that as well. So me sitting on my sofa doesn't help me. Mm-hmm. doesn't help you. No, yeah. And it doesn't help anybody who's listening to anything. And it doesn't work. Like it's all synergy, right? This is all synergistic uh, relationships. We're all kind of co- connecting. Mm-hmm. And that's how things improve. No, Nothing improves in a vacuum by itself. At least I don't know. I mean, maybe some scientists know some stuff, but I don't fucking think so. <laughs> but, but in a vacuum by itself, like, you know, one thing doesn't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Even you can be the baddest ass on the planet with just standing by yourself with nothing. You, not much is going to happen. But if you're engaging with people that are like-minded, then you have a force, right? Then you have a group of people that are, are really working hard to execute for the collective. Mm-hmm. Then you have a large number of people that really are happy to do it. And then positivity happens out of that. So uh, for me, I don't need to make a ton of money. I'm okay with doing what I'm doing. And then um, my responsibilities are taken care of, obviously. And then, you know, if I make money somehow, eventually someday with speaking to people, then cool. If not, then that's fine too, whatever. I'm just kind of on a journey and seeing what happens. Yeah, you just got the path and you're following it. Yeah, that's exactly it, man. Like I've just set a path and I'm committed to it and and then we'll see that's beautiful man that's the same way i view my life right now it's like i i have my path carved and i don't know where exactly it's going to take me and maybe uh maybe i'm going to kick the bucket along the way but i know that from now until the day that i do kick the bucket like i'm just going to keep going whether it's you know some days are a sprint or some days it's just one foot in front of the other like i just gotta do two steps today like one step today like it's awesome, man. No, I, I I love this, like meeting people and, and having conversations like this. Yeah. And, and uh, 
I could do this every day, really. And, Fuck yeah. And, and, and if it helps anybody, I know it helps me, so I will do it <laughs> no matter what because it helps me. And um, and if I could spread the message about what I'm trying to do, then that's cool too. Yeah. Well, that's, I was going to say that's a beautiful place to wrap it up, man. Yeah, why man. don't we... Um, why don't you give yourself like a little bit of a plug, like tell people where yeah. they can find you, uh, like where they can follow your journey, sure. where they can see the documentary, like t- tell people like one more thing and Absolutely. then uh, yeah. sneak in a little bit of motivation or a little bit of happiness. In sure, world, man. So um, everything that I'm doing currently right now is primarily on my Instagram. So it's at S-A-C-H dot I-N dot motion. So satch dot N dot motion. And then I have a website as well is www.suchinmotion.com. And uh, I'm just updating the website a little bit. But um, for the most part, everything's on the Instagram. I'll be um, starting to post a few more things in the coming weeks because uh, uh, a lot of the filming for the documentary will be happening. And we're going to, from the documentary that we're going to be filming, a lot of things that we're not going to really be posting much from that. Um, I might, you know, post a little bit here and there of things that are happening behind the scenes, behind the scenes but that's going to be just filming and filming and filming. And then we'll see what, ha- what we have at the end of three years and then we'll consolidate edit and then make a story and see what happens. Uh, worst case scenario goes on YouTube, right? Whatever. And, 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 and Dude, even there. that's a huge thing. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to be doing it. It's happening. So um, just a matter of what it looks like and how how we can deliver that to the as many people as possible uh, and and see if it can help. Because the, the, the people that were getting involved in this project um, know way more than I do, and they're a lot smarter than I am, and they have a lot more to share, and they're going to be imparting their knowledge to me during this process so that information can pass on to other people, hopefully. Hell yeah, man. Anyway, so that, yeah, uh, website, suchinmotion.com, Instagram, satch.in.motion. And uh, yeah, man, fucking just keep watching. You'll see what's going on, and, and then that's it. Oh, yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for your time, man. Yeah, I bro. really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you too, man. And it was good to be on here. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, people listen and, and, and appreciate and, and join the in the journey right, and even if they don't man we're gonna keep talking man awesome fuck yeah thank you so much guys thank you so much for everybody listening i hope you have a good day good week whatever time of the day it is whether it's morning evening whenever you listen to this hopefully you're getting it maybe you're going for a run or doing your laundry or some shit but thank you so much much love and peace out have a good day